to express yourself where teens talk and the world listens presented by star style productions as an international outreach program of be the star you are charity you'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters meet and chat with cool celebrities exhilarating experts and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know it's time to kick off the fun with our star teens welcome to express yourself As young Donna from Mamma Mia once said, life is short, the world is wide. I want to make some memories. Hello, and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people, a platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice of Empowerment, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. From Cynthia Bryan, executive producer of Express Yourself and Star Style Productions. We bring this program to the airwaves as an outreach service of the Bees Be the Star You Are charity, a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. I'm Dia Hitivali, and I'm one of your hosts for today's show. Be the Star You Are wants to thank everyone who has volunteered and supported BTSYA over the years. We are thrilled to be serving the world. If you'd like to help us celebrate being a top nonprofit with a donation, please visit www.btsya.org. Every dollar counts, and we will use the funds for our outreach program. Make sure to listen to Express Yourself wherever you listen to radio or music. iTunes, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, and more. We broadcast from the Empowerment Channel on Voice America Radio, the largest radio network in the world. We have an amazing show planned for today, all about travel and yoga. In segment one, I will be talking about my dream destinations and fun facts about each place. In segment two, Maggie and I will be interviewing Julie Lusk, author of Yoga Nidra Meditations, And in segment three, Maggie, my co-host, will be talking about her top places she would like to travel to. I think we can all agree that the pandemic resulted in everyone itching to go on vacation. I'm a big fan of traveling, and I for one have really been craving a tropical vacation amidst all the school exams. It also gave me time to come up with my dream destinations list that I want to go post-COVID. I'm going to giving you my top five places I'm dying to travel to, as well as some fun facts about each place. The first place that I would love to travel to is Japan. As a major sushi, matcha, and Hello Kitty lover, Japan is one of my dream destinations. They have such a rich culture that I admire so much. Here's some fun facts. It is customary to have noodles, to slurp them a lot while eating them, because that indicates to your host that food is delicious. Tokyo, which is one of the cities in Japan, is the largest metropolitan area in the world, with over 35 million people. What I think is the most interesting thing about Japan is a rabbit island. Because of chemical testing for chemical weapons during World War II, the test subjects, which were the rabbits, roamed free after the war, and they multiplied. So now there's this island that's just filled with rabbits. The next place that I would love to visit to is Australia, and what really draws me to Australia are the cute animals. Koalas and kangaroos, as well as platypi, are so adorable. Another thing that I love about Australia is just how the Great Barrier Reef and Aurora Borealis is so beautiful. 
I one thing that I didn't know about Australia was actually that 80% of the animals are unique to Australia. That's why there's so many animals like kangaroos and koalas that are native to Australia that aren't really found in the rest of the world. Another cool fact about Australia is that the Great Barrier Reef is the largest ecosystem in the world. Great Barrier Reef is the pride and joy of Australia, which is made out of over 2,000 individual reefs and is visible by visible from space. Another place that I would always been wanting to visit is the Maldives. The Maldives is known for its crystal clear blue waters, and to me, it looks like my epitome of paradise. It is perf picture perfect with its vibrant marine life and perfect weather. Since the Maldives is an island location, it consists 99% of water, which I think is crazy. Another thing about Maldives is that the sand in the shores of the beach are actually all made from corals. Here's a fun story about how the Maldives was formed. The first ruler was said to be the Prince of Kalinga in India. The king had sent his son to Deva Mari as he was displeased with him and he ended up sending him to the Maldives. This is part of the legend and the history of the Maldives. Maldives is also a diving destination because of its plethora of coral reefs and gorgeous sea creatures. There are so many cool animals you can find, such as manta rays, whale sharks, turtles, and dolphins. Coral was also not just found as the sand on the beach, it's also been used to build houses and structures in the Maldives. The next place I would love to visit to is Dubai. As a shopping lover, visiting Dubai is such a dream of mine because it's known for extreme luxury with its huge malls and hotels. What I find so interesting about Dubai is that it used to be a desert just 20 years ago, but within this 20-year span, it's transformed into being one of the world's most progressive cities. Its population is so rapidly growing, as well as the infrastructure, such as the buildings. And now it's a really popular destination to go to for holidays. Dubai has very strict laws and strict penalties. And because of this, it's actually one of the safest cities in the world to travel to because its crime rates are so low. The final place I'll be talking about today is Greece. Ever since watching Mamma Mia, going to Greece has been on my bucket list. I love the cute colored houses as well as Greek food is my favorite. Santorini, which is a, um, a place in Greece, is home to black, white, and red beaches. The black beaches are because of the volcanoes. And um, another thing about Greece is the evil eye. The evil eye is something that's part of so many cultures including Greece's. It has a deep meaning which people carry around for safety because it's known to protect you from curses that a person who's jealous of you might throw your way. As I mentioned, what I love about Greece is the food and the biggest meat that Greece people like to enjoy is lunch. What they love eating are um, hummus, dips like tzatziki, tara masalata, and they also love breads and feta cheese. That was great. I love um, hearing about all the places that you want to go. I definitely will want to um, really want to go to Greece. Mamma Mia is one of my favorite movies. So um, keeping with the theme of travel, what, some of the, what, are, what, are some, what are some of your favorite places that you visited? Um, one of my favorite places I visited is Italy. Uh, I went there a couple summers ago, but it was one of my favorite vacations. And I love it just because it's such a beautiful country and the food there is really good. So the places I went there was Rome, Venice, and um, Tuscany, like a road trip through Tuscany. And yeah, my favorite part was Venice because I just love the idea of it being like a a city like with a bunch of canals um 
And a fun fact about Italy is actually they have a free public wine fountain. So it's just like a free fountain of wine, which I've actually never heard of that type of concept. So I thought that was really cool. Mm. Um, so Italy, you told me that you really like Greece because of the food. And I know that Italian food is very well known. So um, what's the best thing that you ate there? Um, my favorite thing was squidding pasta. So um, the appearance of it is kind of like throwing you off because it's just like pasta, but it's black like the sauce. But it tastes like really good. And I actually like it. But um, oh, yeah. And another thing in Greece that's like very different from America, like restaurants in America, the portions are really big. But in Greece, they're like so small, like because pasta is just like one course in the whole meal. And they also don't put any butter on their bread. So it's just like plain bread and like sometimes olive oil. Uh, And also like being in Italy, um, like the main thing I had was just pasta every single day. So before Italian food was like my favorite, but I got so sick of it that I like, I like almost never like feel like having Italian food. Oh, that's so cool. So um, along with that, I think, um, of course, there are other places that you visited. So, um, Morocco, have you ever been there? Yeah, this is actually um, the favorite place I've ever traveled to. It's um, a place in Africa. It's a Middle Eastern country. And what I really like is just how different it is. And it's so lively. There's just, like, monkeys everywhere, and um, the marketplace, like, the bazaar is so lively as well. And the residents there are super friendly as well, and everyone um, kept telling my family that they were so, because we're um, Indian, they were like, wow, we are such a big fan of Bollywood and Shah Rukh Khan, so I thought it was, like, really cute of them to say. Mm. So what was the food like in Morocco? Um, so the food was really good. Um, the main thing that I remember was that there was chicken tagine with couscous. So couscous is like a grain, just like rice or quinoa. And that's like a dietary staple that they have a lot. And they also serve, um, mint tea to the guests. Like if you're hosting someone, that's like their custom to serve mint tea. Mm, that's so cool. So, um, I mean, you went to Morocco. So another continent is Asia. Um, Thailand, have you ever been there? Yeah, um, Thailand was the last vacation I went on, and it was such a it was such a cool place. Uh, so we first went to Bangkok, which is a large city. It's like um, very urban, and there's like huge like lights and like buildings, and it had an awesome nightlife. But my favorite part of the trip was when we went to Phuket. Because um, that was more nature near the beach. And mm. one thing was like an elephant sanctuary. So you can play with elephants and also snorkeling caves. That's so cool. So you mentioned before, I'm um, talking about Bollywood and Morocco, that your family is from India. So have you ever been there? Yeah, I have. So usually, um, like when I was younger and we would go there, it would be kind of boring because we would just stay at my grandparents' house the whole time. But the last time was like a lot more exciting because we went to different places. One of them was Jaipur, where it's um, it's like full of it's just like a desert. So um, I got to stay in like a tent, sleep in a tent and ride camels. And uh, it was just really like different experience. Wow, that's so cool. Um, so I think that that's it. I think that's um, so I don't know if you mentioned this in your segment, but have you been anywhere else in the world? Uh, yeah, one one of my other favorite places is Croatia, um, Dubrovnik specifically. And this is like one of my favorite places because it was just so beautiful. Um, the water was so blue and scenic and it's just such a fun place to swim in. And my favorite part was snorkeling into the Blue Cave. So the Blue Cave is basically this really cool, like, um, natural phenomenon where because of the sunlight's reflection off the white seabed inside the cave, 
it fills the cave with this really like bright blue color and it's just like one of the coolest things I've seen so um yeah unfortunately I am out of time for today's segment but we'll talk to Maggie about our travel favorites in our third segment so stay tuned for that during the break, please visit our website at www.bethestarur.org. Continue listening for more as we interview Julie Luskin in the next segment. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be The Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit BeTheStarYouAre.org to make a tax-deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. BeTheStarYouAre.org. Be the lucky star you Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Low literacy and poor communication skills have been identified in studies as major contributors to general conduct disorders, psychiatric disorders, criminal behavior, and adolescent suicide. To live and prosper in this society, we must be lifelong learners with access to knowledge and skills that can sustain our lives at work, at home, and in our communities. Be the Star You Are 501c3 charity has been working to increase literacy and improve positive message programming since 1999. You can help by making a tax-deductible donation today. Visit www.bethestarur.org. Everybody counts. www.bethestarur.org. Be the lucky star you listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hello, and welcome back to Express Yourself. I'm Dia Hitiwali, and today's show revolves around travel and yoga. I am so happy to introduce Julie Lusk. Julie Lusk is an international speaker, recording artist, and author of six books, including Yoga Nidra Meditations, 24 Scripts for True Relaxation. She has decades of experience in yoga, relaxation training, guided imagery, and meditation. Professionally, she has worked in healthcare managing, healthcare management, higher education, counseling, and community organizing. Thousands have benefited from her volunteer work. Her company, Wholesome Resources, believes that stress management, wellness strategies, and mind-body techniques are indispensable to be competitive and successful in today's world, and essential for professional and personal growth. Training, presenting, consulting, and resource materials are all available at julielusk.com. We are so excited to have you on the show, Julie. Welcome to Express Yourself. Thank you so much. I'm on cloud nine already. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. 
So um, I think that we have a couple questions for you. And um, feel free to, I don't know. But so first, what is Yoga Nindra? Or okay. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. But. <laughs> it's Yoga Nidra and it's yogic sleep. And who couldn't use more sleep? That's restorative and it's delicious. It's a delicious form of yoga. What it is, is it involves six levels of restorative relaxation that truly refreshes your body, your mind, and your spirit. And it even helps you find life purpose and supports you in that area. So it goes back, way, way back to um, yoga's ancient roots and their wisdom teachings. And it is um, combined with state-of-the-art techniques from today. And what's cool about it is that it follows this trusted sequence that gives us this joyful meditative experience and get this it's done lying down (laughs) that's so cool and while this happens um your creativity is awakened you find yourself becoming more intuitive it's just really blissful it's got so many health benefits also Absolutely no experience is needed, either in yoga, postures, or in meditation. And it's just really the best gift you could give yourself or someone else. To me, it's really the essence of yoga. Hmm. That's really interesting. I love how even though it's a very physical like act, which is yoga as a form of exercise, like you kind of connect it to like your intuition and like your creativity and just like so much internal stuff. Wow, that's really cool. So there's one yoga posture that we do in Yoga Nidra, and that is lying on your back. It's called Shavasana. And so while yoga postures uh, have so many benefits, this is touching into a different aspect of yoga. Mm. Wow. Oh, yeah. that's, that's so cool, actually. Um, so I was wondering how your book, Yoga, Neither Are Meditations, um, how exactly did you go about writing it? Well, one morning, I've been in love with Yoga Nidra for a very long time and love sharing it. And one morning, I woke up way too early. It was like three in the morning. And it was just one of those times when I felt like I'm not going back to sleep. You know know how you think, well, if I waited out or if I do this or that, maybe. I just knew this, it just wasn't going to happen, nor was I interested in getting out of bed either. So Mm -hmm. I decided to do yoga nidra because it's so relaxing. One of the things about it is one hour of practice is equivalent to four hours of rest. So I knew that even if I was awake, I was replenishing myself. So meanwhile, I'm doing yoga nidra, and it, I, we just talked about how it brings about life purpose and creativity. During it, the entire idea for this book just came right on through me. Everything about it what it was going to be about, how I could do it. So before long, I got up and got my journal out, started writing it down. Before noon, I had a book proposal. And within a month, I had a wonderful publisher who wanted to do it. That's so cool. And so Yoga Nidra did exactly what it was supposed to. (laughs) Isn't that cool? Wow. Yeah, that's insane. Oh, my gosh. It's almost like you, or I was going to say you manifested for it to happen, but no, it's like something completely different. So with the theme of travel in today's um show, so where did Yoga Ninja originate? Like, where are the origins of this practice? The origin, it's got dual origins. It goes way back, like five, 6,000 years to India. And so it's got one foot firmly planted there. But then 
Its other foundation is in modern day times all over the world where we've taken techniques from psychology, brain science, neuroscience, and things like that to really bring it alive. And so it's really a worldwide phenomenon. It's kind of like a hybrid in that it's got the old and the new combined. Wow. Yeah, I love, yeah, it seems so just like kind of bring the the best of both worlds in a sense. Like exactly. the best of what's already been proven scientifically and the best of what's already been proven like, I don't know, like in for yourself, like for your inner self. You got it because the ancient yogis knew all this and now it's being supported and proven and, and further developed um, today. Yeah, wow, that's so cool. And it's got benefits for people physically, um, mentally, emotionally. It helps with behavior change and so much more. And I know that your theme is on travel. And this, I think you'll really enjoy Yoga Nidra's take on it, let's say. In that, one of the techniques that's used is guided imagination, guided visualization. And so it relies on the mind-body technique, and the body can't tell the difference between real and imaginary. So, so many of us want to travel these days, whether there's a pandemic or not, we want out of here we want to see mountains and oceans and friendships and all those kind of things. Well, with guided imagery, we can travel mentally and the bo- our bodies can't tell the difference. And so if you're imagining that you're really enjoying yourself at the beach or on a mountaintop or you finally reunited with one of your best friends, you embellish that in your imagination and your body can't tell the difference. And so it truly feels and gives you that sensation of being where your imagination is. Wow. It's really interesting. So kind of like taking your reality and like shifting it. Right. And there's also tons of research around this that show that it, it really works. And then when we're using our imagination in such positive, productive ways, our immunity is getting boosted, pain levels start to decrease, more emotional stability starts to happen. And it's just really amazing stuff. The best way is to try it out. You know, it's great to talk about things, but until you, like, if you think about trying to describe what a strawberry tastes like, you have to taste the strawberry. (laughs) And the same thing is like this, uh, a real experience of yoga nidra is what is so enriching. And that's why I wrote this book. This book has 24 different experiences, all based on yoga nidra. Some of them are for just blissing out and relaxation. Others help us with healing. There's others for teens and kids and women. This is actually being used in the armed forces and with veterans as a tier one remedy or help for people with post-traumatic stress. And what you do is you get to lie on your back, get all cozy, and then learn and feel physically relaxed. And then there's specific things you can do to slow your mind down and get it more focused and help your concentration that then 
helps you feel more buoyant and centered. And then your intuition and creativity get enhanced. You can tell I kind of like it, huh? (laughs) No kidding. Um, So one thing I was wondering is, um, are you familiar with like lucid dreaming? A little bit. Isn't, well, can you give me a quickie on that? Yeah, so it's basically, um, it sounds very similar to yoga nidra. Actually, it's like while sleeping, you're aware that you're, um, like you're, you're aware that you're dreaming so that you're aware you can actually control your dreams and like do whatever you want in them. Yeah, this is a little different. That's really a neat thing too. What happens in yoga nidra is You truly put your body physiologically into sleep and your mind and emotions are sleeping as well. And those benefits of sleep you're getting, but you stay awake and aware during that experience. That's what the difference is. And because we go into some of those brainwave states like sleep, then um, dreamy-like things can happen as well. But I, I think there's a, a distinction between lucid dreaming and what yoga nidra is. They they overlap, though. Oh, I see. Another thing I was wondering is, um, how exactly did you find out about yoga nidra? Because it seems very like restorative and very interesting to me. It is very restorative. This happened, I I started finding out about it um, during my college days when I was studying all about stress and relaxation. And that was also when I was introduced into yoga. And I really took off on the physical postures, but also that relaxation side of things, because when we're stressed, it really wears us down. And so I learned, you know, all and practiced all through these years. And then eventually I discovered Yoga Nidra and figured out, hey, that's what I've been doing all along. And then I studied it further and was able to develop and augment what I'd already been doing. Oh, I see. Yeah, that's really cool. So you're talking a lot about like the benefits of yoga nidra, and I was mm-hmm. just wondering, can um everyone, like anyone and everyone, benefit? Are there like specific kind of like yoga meditations that you do based on, um, like how old you are, or like stuff like that? Yeah, that's a really good question. I've um practiced yoga nidra and shared it with youngsters, kids in middle school and elementary, all the way to seniors, but people relate differently. Mm, (laughs) And so um, the wording, the terminology, what you might do with a child or a teen would be different than something you would do with somebody in the armed services. But when I was writing this book and trying them out with a lot of different people, um, the kids like the ones for adults, the women like the ones for men. But to start with, somebody may have a specific reason, like, I really need to get a grip on my jitteriness and I'm mm-hmm. tipping over into anxiety. And so there's some things that we can emphasize to help for those reasons. Is, is that answering your question? Yeah, definitely. So just like depending on what you want to get out of it, that's kind of what you would focus on in your like practice. Right, right. So mm-hmm. it always goes through the same kind of sequence. You get comfortable and then you go through some things to relax physically to let go of tension, like you might squeeze and release different body groups. From there, you will do something that helps you energetically um, for calming. 
And then there is something like guided imagery or mindfulness or mantra that's going to help calm your mind and emotions. And by that time, it naturally opens up your creativity and intuition. So it drops you off into unconditional joy. It's like not dependent on anything. It's just like that in, because yoga believes that there's a place of joy and peace inside that's always, always there. And it's yoga's job to uncover it and make it available to us. And that's the, why we use this process that brings us right there. Yeah, well, I think we are just about out of time for this segment, but thank you so much for talking to us. I absolutely loved our conversation today about yoga and the books that you've written. Um, listeners, be sure to check out her website at julielusk.com and wholesomeresources.com. Thank you. My new book is Yoga Nidra Meditations, 24 Scripts for True Relaxation. That is awesome. Um, You have been listening to Express Yourself. Show your love for more segments by donating to Be The Star You Are charity and keep listening for more in segment three. Star you are light up the flame that burns. Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be the Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit be the star you are.org to make a tax-deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. Be the star you are.org. Be the lucky star you Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Low literacy and poor communication skills have been identified in studies as major contributors to general conduct disorders, psychiatric disorders, criminal behavior, and adolescent suicide. To live and prosper in this society, we must be lifelong learners with access to knowledge and skills that can sustain our lives at work, at home, and in our communities. Be the Star You Are 501c3 charity has been working to increase literacy and improve positive message programming since 1999. You can help by making a tax-deductible donation today. Visit www.bethestarur.org. Everybody counts. www.bethestarur.org. Be the lucky star you listening to express yourself on the voice america kids channel where teens talk and the world listens express yourself is produced by star style productions llc as an international outreach program of be the star you are charity for more information about our show visit expressyourselfteenradio.com now back to our star teens I'm Maggie Campioni, and on my segment, The American Connection, I will be talking about my top 10 places I want to travel to and why. As you know, my segment is all about connection. One of the best ways to be connected is to travel. 
I, for one, have always loved travel and have a long, long list of places I want to go. So here it goes. At number 10, we have the Alps. I would love to live out my Sound of Music fantasies. I would be in Europe, and I would get a beautiful view of the mountains. Another oh, that's... That... oh, sorry. I just wanted to say that that sounds so, like, beautiful. Like, being in the mountains, like the Sound of Music, that's one place that I would also love to go to. It just seems so, like peaceful and serene yeah definitely another place that i would definitely want to go to is um, seoul south korea because i've um i've seen pictures of the beautiful like architecture there and i think that south korea has like such a really rich culture and i just think that that would be a really interesting place to go um another place which i think you mentioned um which i think that you mentioned was Australia in your segment. So I'm also going to mention the Great Barrier Reef and the Sydney Opera House, which is somewhere that I would really want to go to. If there are any Australians listening, I have no idea how close those two are. So if they're super far away from one another, I'm so sorry for just completely messing up on the geography. But yeah. yeah. The Great Barrier Reef is so... Um, it seems so cool to me. And also... Just, like, the amount of, like, different animals they have. And also, yeah, the Sydney Opera House. I didn't think of mentioning that, but um, that seems like a really, like, fun experience to attend an opera, especially in, like, such a well-known place. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. No, yeah, I completely agree. Um, another place I would really want to visit is um, London, England. I've already been there once, and I have family in England, and I'd love to visit them. Um, it's my aunt and my uncle, and they have um, two sons, and they're so adorable. Oh my gosh, especially the younger one. He's like six, I think, and he's just the cutest thing ever. Oh but my gosh. Um, have you some... ever been to um, England or London? No, but I really want to go there. I have, yeah, I have like um, cousins who are from there, and they're so cute because like, their um, British accents. It sounds like so cute. Oh, and yeah. yeah, and also seeing like Buckingham Palace and the London Bell Tower all seems so nice, especially in winter. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, I went there during the summer, but it was so rainy. But yeah. it was so beautiful. Um, another place I would really want to visit. Wow, we're going into the U.S. What a surprise. Um, I really want to go to Boston because I've never been there. And something that my dad always says is how much I would love it there. And I think I would agree with him if I go there, but I still don't know. Oh, I actually, I went to Boston a few summers ago to do like a camp in the Harvard campus. And it was so cool because it was during summer. So the thing that I find like really awesome about Boston is that it has all four seasons, like very distinct seasons, like mm-hmm. fall has all those leaves and then winter it snows, spring and summer it's warm. And Boston is also just like such an old town. So there's like, it's a way different vibe there than in California, which I love. And actually, I, I really want to go to college in Boston. Yeah, some really cool schools there, and I feel like that's a great place to go to college. Yeah, definitely. Um, I so I'm from um Virginia, so I do get like all four seasons, uh, and I will tell you right now, it is not all typed up to me because the second you're in summer, you wish it was winter, and the second you're in winter, you wish it was summer. But um, yeah, it's definitely like fall and spring, prime time. So awesome. Yeah. Um, on kind of a different note, um, I would love to go back to New York City. It's one of New York, not Newark. Um, it's one of my favorite places to go. Um, I've always loved New York City. The first time I went there, I was about three and I saw the Rockettes perform and it was like right about Christmas. And I just remember going into um, the place where they were performing and just being in awe of how beautiful everything was. It's just such... Uh, like surreal city kind of and I've always loved there and I've I've always loved it there I've definitely always been more of a city person I'm not per se like a small town kind of girl 
but um so New York City, I've just always felt drawn to it. I could legitimately keep talking about how much I love it for hours, but I have a limited amount of time, so I'll move on. <laughs> yeah, um, New York City is, um, I've never been there, but I also um, love cities and just how like alive and like full of life they are. So mm. I actually really want to go to New York. What, um, what is like your favorite place you visited in New York? Oh, um, I remember when, so I'm the huge theater nerd, so I went to my first Broadway show with my grandma, we went to see Aladdin, and I got a super overpriced sweatshirt, which I don't have now, but the thing still stands, but I, it was just magical like there's no really other way to describe it just like the feeling of having these very talented performers in front of you and knowing that like this is like kind of a world-renowned place for theater I think it was just such a like surreal experience that I could have and I'm so grateful for that. And I'm so grateful that I've been able to see like multiple Broadway shows. That's so cool. I love, um, what's your favorite Broadway show? So um, I saw Dear Evan Hansen with my mom at the Kennedy Center in DC. And I was sobbing. Actually, I wasn't sobbing. However, my mom was like throughout the whole show. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was a great show to see. I And the first show that I ever went to was Matilda, which I also saw at the Kennedy Center. And funny thing is, like, this past or before COVID, I was able to be in Matilda at my local community theater. So I just thought that that was a very, like, full circle moment. Oh, <laughs> Not yeah. Not that I was performing at the Kennedy Center, but in the sense that I got to, like, be part of a community that did that show. But yeah, so definitely Matilda has always had a special place in my heart. And Dear Evan Hansen was amazing. Oh, that sounds so nice. Yeah, I I haven't, I don't know that much about like Broadway musicals, but I used to like do a lot of theater. So I really like um, Alexander Hamilton and Wicked. Um, Wicked. Um, yeah, but uh, what is the other place that you would love to visit too? So I have um, four more places, so final stretch. Um, Ireland, I remember I had a layover there once while going back from um, France. I went there with my mom and my grandma, best place I've ever traveled. And um, it was just green. Like, there's no other way to describe it than just green. I think I I read a book about um, these two siblings that go on a road trip in Ireland, and that has immediately up to my romanticized version of what it would be but yeah like a nickname the emerald isle so it very fits so i would love that like when i can drive if like some sort of <laughs> spring break i don't even know i would just go on a road trip with my friends in ireland that just sounds like such a cool experience so oh my gosh yeah i'm oh, sorry oh no it's completely fine i'm sorry um, so, like, final stretch, like, actual this time. Um, I would yeah. love to go to Italy, like, all over Italy. And I know that you've been there, which I thought was so cool. Um, I have, like, ancestors from Italy. So, who knows? I might need a third cousin twice removed. But um, on a serious <laughs> note, I would absolutely adore going to Italy. There's so much culture there, and Italian food is the best. I would love to go with my family because going to Italy is one of the things, especially on my dad's bucket list, but it's definitely like a family thing. <laughs> um, and then we have Edinburgh. Whenever like I try to spell it, I absolutely butcher it. It's like Edinburgh, Edinburgh in Scotland. And I think that that is one of the most gorgeous cities in the world. I like, so what, like, a goal of mine is to go to college in Europe because I have a romanticized version of Europe. <laughs> but seriously, like, Edinburgh is just so, from what I've seen, so gorgeous. And it has kind of, like, a storybook kind of, like, aesthetic to it. I don't even know how to put it. That just makes it, like, such a magical, like, place for me to think of. 
and yeah, I just, I wanted to go there for, I don't know, but I just think that that would be one of the best places I could go to. That's so cool. Uh, I've actually, yeah, I've never heard of Edinburgh really, but now, um, the way you've described it now, I want to go there too. (laughs) Yeah. Look it up, honestly, like Pinterest or Google or whatever. Like, the photos will literally, like, sway you to that being your dream destination. And then last, but certainly not least, Paris, France. I have always been obsessed with Paris. I went there with my mom and my grandma a couple years ago, and it was amazing. Um, We stayed in a hotel right by the Arc de Triomphe. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Again, Besides for the Australian people that might be listening, any French people listening, I'm about to butcher pronunciation. Pronunciation, But um, we stayed right by the Arc de Triomphe. And um, it was just so gorgeous. And again, just like the aesthetic of Paris is so beautiful. And I've read books about Paris. I like, I, another one of my kind of life goals is to be fluent in French because I just, I love it so much. So yeah, those are the top 10 places I want to go or that I have visited. <laughs> yeah, I, I've i been to Paris when I was younger. Okay, for some reason, um, I actually like didn't like it that much. I don't know. I feel like that's such an unpopular opinion because everyone loves it. But I feel like, I don't know. I guess oh, maybe no. I prefer sunnier places and um yeah but in Paris what was your favorite uh food there well I remember this is gonna sound like very stereotypical but I had this really good bread (laughs) it was delicious and then I remember I went to this like of course I'm forgetting what it's called but it was this like kind of like outdoor marketplace and I was so hungry, and I got these hot Nutella crepes. Oh, yeah. Those might just Gosh. be the best thing I've ever eaten in my life. <laughs> they were just, oh, my gosh. I can, they were so good. That sounds so good. Um, so what was the best place that you've ever traveled to? So, like I said before, definitely Paris. Or um, London was amazing. I think um, those are really the two places that I remember traveling to. But I think it's always fun to, like, go visit some of my family, like, in places around the U.S., but yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Um, anyways, uh, Maggie, I really enjoyed our conversation today. As always, we express our gratitude to Star Soul Productions, Cynthia Bryant, be the star you are, and our Voice America Empowerment crew, especially our voice engineer, Josh. And thank you to our guests from all across the world. And a huge thank you to you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. Dream of traveling. Practice yoga for balance and relaxation. Always remember to speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars to shine. Between the lines If you would let yourself go